0: No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is an episode of the Ace of Geeks podcast. The following episode contains spoilers for Cyberpunk 2077, episode three of The Book of Fett, and the first two seasons of The Mandalorian. We also talk about the Dragonblood omnibus, Dimension 20's The Seven, relationship gossip, and the current political situation regarding the medical mistreatment of intersex children. Thanks for listening, friends, and as always, welcome to the warm hug of geekdom.
2: So,
1: so in we- Night City, you were saying. <laughs> Night City is a lot like normal America in that... um, (laughs) In
3: so many unfortunate
1: ways. (laughs) In that, in Night City, it's only murder if you're not the last person left alive. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's that's Skyrim rules. (laughs) Right. If you leave anyone alive, then yeah, the the police will appear about ten feet behind you no matter where you are. However... If you are the only person left alive, that shit's free. Um, (laughs) That is apparently the same law uh, that was used in a recent court case in which someone went free uh, who definitely murdered two people. Wait, that's actually a law? Yeah, that's... The law: If you are the last person alive, you can say, "I feared for my life," and then every other oh, witness, those
3: stupid ass, stand your ground laws. right?
1: Yeah. Have no mm. ability to say whether or not that's true, or you uh, know God. what they were afraid. So mm-hmm. only the fear of the surviving gunman counts. <sighs> So Other anyway, ways in which uh, uh, maybe, uh, we're maybe, like no, Night well, City. Well, Bailey's
3: not in the room. We can talk about uh, briefly so about. Uh, well, actually, uh, do, um, have hmm. you done the mission with the basilisk, Rowan?
0: I have not. Okay, so I have remember. not been. I have not been devouring the game quite as voraciously as Mike. Yeah, I've um, been kind of obsessed.
1: Yeah, it's um, a very engaging game. Yeah, it's yes.
3: unfortunate that it has the things that it does have. Um, <laughs> like, well, like, I hate not being able to walk around Night City without being... Uh, swarmed by um, just completely sophomoric ads, like and like I know that they they have said you know oh we're trying to make a commentary on the like you know sex sexual nature of advertising in the modern world. I'm like, but no, you weren't.
0: You just thought it was funny that this thing looked like jizz. Well, I mean, sure. but oh, also I know what the, you're talking about now. The, the commentary that they're making is okay. So sex and advertising is everywhere because sex sells. What if instead of using sex appeal to sell products, we just sold sex?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between an actual artifact and satire on that artifact is whether or not you agree with the artifact and the writing in that game isn't really that deep. To get to that level of commentary. Like, I've got to say, there's a lot of writing in this game that I love. There are parts of this game I cried over. There are sections of this game that I thought, wow, that was extremely queer. But those things are rare, and I really wish all of the writers were talking together. Because there are a lot of story points that are not in agreement.
3: There was Mm -hmm. one bit where um, uh, Pan Am was talking to me. She was like walking to her car and we were chatting. No, it was one whole mission. Sorry. Um, Pan Am where... kissed me today. Um. Oh. <laughs> and then she drove away on her motorbike because she is too oh. cool for me. I was, I was going to say earlier, but I don't want to spoil it for Rowan. I was absolutely sure I wasn't going to romance Pan Am because even though she's not a romance option, Claire is my one true love. Uh, and then the game said, no, but you are. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> I won't say, say what exactly happened, but, but Jarrett knows, and they know why. I, I, actually, Jarrett, just take this, uh, Rowan, just take your heads off, off one second so I can tell me, like, they straight up Pacific rimmed me, babe. They were like, oh, yeah. they put me in a war machine with her, and she was like, yeah, now our nervous systems are intertwined. You want to try it out? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Rowan. Yes, you're good.
4: No, that's totally fair. It's also kind of like in Mass Effect, how you're like just having a conversation with Liara. Yes. Like that first conversation you have with Liara, she comes on strong. Like, I don't know if maybe I was, maybe about- I was playing Fem Shep or something like that. And maybe that's like more her like flavor. But like, literally, it was just like, thank you for saving me. Is there any way I could repay you? With my body, and I'm like, yo,
3: (laughs) 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 yo, what, what can what I was thinking about the other day. The reason I ha- one of the reasons I haven't taken any of the romance options until the one I very much did uh, in Cyberpunk is because so many of the romance options are like you're having an- like they very much are usually in video games of you're having a normal conversation and then the game gives you the dialogue option of hey do you want to end this normal conversation with sexual intercourse uh, and it just <laughs> yeah. I just feel like a creep if I pick that option mm-hmm. uh, a- until the game very clearly had somebody come on to me instead and I was like okay now i'm in <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: some there is definitely a mindset around sexuality that makes it just a lot more comfortable when other people are willing to say i would like this to happen can we do something together <laughs> yeah. that's yes i get that um yeah Aunt rowan answer something for mike and i have you met um his name isn't river is it the the no, cop? It river it is river. have you met officer river detective river officer, oh. officer officer hot
3: pants officer bane jacket okay he i got a so hot shut up i romance he may, not, he may not be to your taste but sir that is a hot cop i know you have daddy
1: issues around cops and this is uncomfortable for you but that is a hot police officer <laughs> the writing for him was good enough that i did romance him and i enjoyed it but it wasn't because i wanted to see him naked I'm posting a, picture a in chat so people
3: can bet me up
1: <laughs> he is an uncle and he cares about his nieces and i love him <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 so what mm-hmm, you're saying mm-hmm.
4: is he's highly attractive both on the inside and and the outside
1: hold on I'm yeah. finding a good something here. definitely happened uh, to me when I got older where suddenly uh, people being good around kids or being uh, like parents in some oh way makes the them sl- more attractive. <laughs> Sorry, I, is...
3: posted, I posted the link, but I did not post the link. Uh, Ooh, one Don't <laughs> click on that. That's I remember when you when you right click on a Google, it, yeah, a Google yeah. image result and say give me the address. It gives you like twenty pages of link. That's what that was. Yeah, this is that the is the actual a, link.
0: That's a whole bowl of spaghetti code. Hello, this is a cop. This is a cop.
1: This, yeah, oh, that shit. was also my first reaction when I. Met. He was like, "I'm <laughs> oh, a me too." He was like, <laughs> "Like, is a
3: cop before you meet him, and you're like, okay, I'm meeting with an NCPD officer. It's gonna be, you know, whatever it's gonna be, and then you're like, oh no, this is, I see. He's yeah. undercover
1: as a prostitute. <laughs> I
4: feel, I feel like if he was a character on Brooklyn Nine Nine, like Jake, <laughs> it Peralta would make
1: perfect would be sense.
4: Constantly, like feeling threatened by this guy's <laughs> feeling, pure Feeling sexual threatened, magnumism. but also
3: desperately wanting to be him.
4: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It would be, be
3: a combination of both. And I feel you like this, this guy is-
4: would, like, always bring cookies to the precinct, mm-hmm, you know, just, like, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. best person ever, and you're just like, I fucking hate him, but he's so, so good.
0: You realize this guy is gonna have to dominate the thumbnail
1: this episode, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so now.
4: yeah,
0: okay. Hot, hot cop. Hot cop is gonna
3: be a part, big part of this. I Hot was Calvin really was surprised where
1: they took his story. I don't want to spoil too much, but <laughs> I actually really appreciated his writing quite a bit. Um, I imagine
3: you did Stop. appreciated it. <laughs> Stop
1: it <laughs> all
0: night long. I just, I, I okay. Just, I no, done, I, I
1: will. Just... I'm gonna say this right now. The people who designed the sex scenes in this game did not talk to the writers because the writers decided that trans people existed in the game and the people who designed the sex scenes decided that wasn't true. Uh. (laughs) Yep.
3: Yep, I, I actually was thinking about that during one of the I, I mentioned this in our Discord chat but I'll mention it again on the podcast I am playing this game on my giant 54 inch TV in front of the picture <laughs> window in my house and the number the, 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 the scene with, with Panem was the first time that I actively chose it to happen to me <laughs> every other time it was like uh, it was like oh, oh shit I'm in a sex scene quick turn off the TV <laughs> Maybe you just Um, need to put. But I was thinking about that as I was watching those scenes, Um, uh, because yeah, I was like, but logistically, I could have chosen for my character to not have a penis. How would this be
1: working? It would have been the same (gasps) scene. It's the same goddamn (laughs) scene. Yeah. But
0: yeah, I'm. Anyway. I feel v. Vi- I feel very comfortable with my choice to have a almost entirely asexual, but a little bit flirty v.
3: I actually really appreciate that they have allowed me to have v be a complete and total teetotaler. Like I've, I, I haven't played him entirely that way. I've drunk, you know, at funerals and shit. Um, but like. Uh, if I wanted to, I would not have to drink any alcohol this entire game, and so far, every character would be like, yeah, that's cool, whatever.
4: That's actually mm. really, really cool, because that's super yeah. rare, especially in like a we're gritty, and like, you know, you drink to forget the pain and stuff like
0: that. Take drugs, or we won't accept you in our gang.
1: <laughs> yeah. There are definitely a few, uh, because everything's very first person, as if you're looking at View's life like it were a recording except for driving because if you drive in that view you're an idiot <laughs> i it is very hard to drive that way and i never do but it breaks i really like the immersion of getting into a car and then i, I do it and i'm like this is why i can't drive Sorry, I, please. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry. Uh, but i uh, uh, and also um Uh, if you are going to play cyberpunk, may I suggest ditching cars the first chance you get and motorcycles. Motorcycles only motorcycles. I never understood why people thread thread lanes in real life. I was like, that's so stupid. You're going to get killed. And then I started doing it in this game, and I'm like, I get it. I'm getting
1: everywhere I want to go so much faster and it feels perfectly safe. (laughs) The problem with motorcycles in this game is only that you cannot put bodies in the backseat of a motorcycle. That's true.
3: (laughs) I have had to transport very few
1: bodies, surprisingly, for the game that I'm playing um you i you can choose to save a lot of people by putting them in the trunk of your car in this game there were oh, save yeah okay there sorry, are, i thought you meant murdered victims that oh you were there were a number of times where people like you're gonna put this person in this car or you pick this car yep. up you destroy it and then you can just let those people go and your handlers don't know you screwed them over <laughs> yep i've done that a couple of times it's great yeah uh, um beyond uh, just this game
3: yeah well I could talk about this game all night uh, and I shouldn't because we have other things that we need to talk about that other people that everyone has experienced because poor me league has only experienced this game in walking into the living room and going well I'm a widow again tonight <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, but speaking of motorcycles can we just talk about the... Sp- Flyest the
1: Power Ranger v- motorcycles.
4: Yes, the flyest oh vehicles God, in the
2: Star
1: Wars so Hold up, universe. hold up. Hit that Wookiee. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm sorry.
3: We do need to hit that Wookiee. But not that Wookiee. <laughs> oh, I would not hit that Wookiee because I would be dead. Unless oh. he oh, that allowed Wookie. it.
4: Unless he, he consented.
3: <laughs> cool. Spoilers. Oh, there it is. Spoilers
1: for the uh, the Book of Boba Fett, everybody. Okay. Um. So, yes. This is episode three.
4: Yes. Episode three, up to episode cool. three. Mainly, yeah, they. It's, okay, so like I think the main thing about the Power Ranger Biker Gang is that we hardly ever see primary colors in the Star Wars universe, except orange. Especially Almost on Tatooine. Yeah. yeah, like we've only ever seen orange as like a pure, bright primary color. Because, like, even the reds in the Imperium have always been kind of, like, a crimson, like, a muted Dark. red. Yeah. Not, like, mm-hmm. freaking cherry hot rod red. Like, that was just, oh my god, I want the blue one. Like, it is so pretty. I just... And they were they so clean. Also, they,
1: they also were so weren't clean. in swoop they were so style. Clean. They looked like oh Vespas. Yeah. Like they were, yeah. what do you call them? Uh, um, Scooters. Yeah. Except, yeah. like, they were badass. And the moment you saw them, I was like, oh, man, there better be a freaking chase scene. And oh, my God, that chase scene was so good. <laughs> that chase scene was... It was so cool. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
4: no, no, no I was just going to say it was so cool because, like we've seen speeder bike chase scenes before you know but like it's never been in an urban setting where they can like you know parkour the bike which was just so freaking cool and like they used, like, physics, and oh, it was just... It was, it was really great. cool, but yeah, like... My only the problem freaking with
1: physical comedy, too. Like, Star Wars is a world in which two people would carry a painting across <laughs> I love that a street. So I have wanted that... Like, if you listen to Star Wars campaign, that you are used to listening to storytellers who want that kind of shit, and they fucking gave it to I, us, baby. I absolutely
3: <laughs> love that they gave us fucking, like, physical comic Throughout this whole episode, this episode was so funny. Yeah. It, yeah.
1: Was. it was.
3: And very tense. Yes. 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 <laughs> There's a lot of tension. Um, like, you know, when you're just trying adults? to take a nap and Black Kersantan wakes you up by trying to tear your everything off.
1: I'm sorry, are you referring to uh, his original name, Baca? <laughs> that is not his... Excuse me, sir.
3: What?
1: <laughs>
3: Black <laughs> Crescentan Kers- is a character that's been around in the comics for... How dare you? No,
1: I... know. The the comic book writer who wrote it posted something that I just posted to the Ace oh, of Peaks yeah? saying, Now that everyone's asking about this character, you should know that his first name in my first draft was New <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's
3: wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. Nigga Yeah. Thank yeah.
4: Yeah. God <laughs> they changed that. But, like, I'm not going to lie, I kind of expected that scene to end with them and, like, the bear hug and then be like, oh, it was good to <laughs> see you, old luck. How are you doing? You know? Because, I guess, in the comics, like, they did kind of work, work together. They didn't
3: work together so much, um, as they were... They were pushed uh, yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, Vader, Vader hired two, two powerful bounty hunters, uh, one to hunt Skywalker and the other to hunt Aphra, and, um... But they were all of them <laughs> deceived <laughs> for they're a third bounty hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um, uh, and so he, 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 they're together in the scene where he hires them both, but you know, I don't know if yeah. they actually knew each other. But,
4: like, it's kind of funny that Boa was like, take it from an old bounty hunter, and I expected like Black Chrysanthem to be like, wow, yeah. wow, there are more bounty hunters Like, than bitch, you. I've been like, doing
3: this as long as you have, what the fuck do you mean?
4: Yeah. That but like, I, the oh. facial expressions that they got in the yes. the back, the the mask—it was just
1: incredible. He, way more than Chewbacca.
4: When
3: yeah. he when he raised an eyebrow, I lost my shit. I was like, I've never seen a Wookiee raise an
0: eyebrow before.
1: <laughs> there, more than that, that fight scene also immediately struck on the single thing most people know about Black Grandson is that he is <laughs> a bit fighter. Black Quran stand, close. I thought you said black puran stand. I was going to make fun of you for having none of the No, uh, no. I've read that's it. The
3: name twice. of white cat, uh, uh, puran <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, honey. If we ever get a black and white cat, we have to name him that
1: oh done. Genius. <laughs> i'll
4: even make him the little vibro knuckles <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <done>. <laughs> and that little shoulder anyway um but
4: yeah like i i freaking loved the um the style of uh boba's biker gang yes
3: they were
1: great um how they- like mm-hmm.
4: they were kind of like Honestly, they were kind of 80s cyberpunk Yes, to me. What I
1: am so happy you yeah, said honestly. this The their moment entire... I saw them, I was like Star Wars cyberpunk Oh my god, yeah. they're adorable <laughs> That is very Star Wars Like, seriously, that whole
0: group and their bikes and everything about them I was like, these guys don't feel like they came from this place right. at no. all well, that was It's The style is on point and completely different from what anyone else because, around here is wearing they're
3: rebelling. <laughs> Instead of going into moisture yeah. farming like their dad or rebelling like Luke did by joining the Imperial Academy, they're rebelling by forming a cybernetic swoop gang. <laughs> yes.
0: yes, and also the girl who's their leader, literally I was looking at her and in most of the shots of her face, I'm like, this girl, this girl reads Sith texts. <laughs> she reads Sith <laughs> She's space uh, goth. Yeah. You cannot tell me she's <laughs> not. <laughs>
3: Dad, I'm going to find uh, Daphimir. <laughs>
4: the thing is I i'm feel-
0: sarlacc now
4: oh my god no that would totally make sense that she would be into the witches of dathomir yeah.
1: right yes
4: she's gonna lose Who her shit when she sees gotta the shut this right? episode
3: they can't yeah, oh they my did. gosh
4: get ho- reading uh so excited i am so excited about that like oh my gosh just because like it's 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 your girl they're they're my girls. Yeah. They're my girls. Um, but like, oh my god, here my
3: girls. Sorry.
4: Can we talk about the majestic shot of Danny Trejo standing <laughs> next to Danny with the,
1: the wind
4: blowing through yeah, his head? Danny <laughs>
1: Trejo's latent. Um, intimidation factor had me wondering the entire scene where he's alone with Boba and the Rancor, is this an elaborate assassination attempt? Is none of this true and Boba's about to fight a Rancor pup and kill it? What's about to happen? And a small part of me is like, I'm probably just used to Danny Trejo playing bad (laughs) guy. But every time Robert Rodriguez uses Danny, he uses him as the lovable uncle, and I think
3: that's exactly what he's going to be mm-hmm. the series he's going to be mm-hmm. everyone's favorite oh rancor trader
1: and i'm so here for it we I, finally also have an explanation of how rancors are domesticated compared to how frightening they seem and it makes a lot of pitfalls. sense
4: they're pitbulls. yeah they're 100 percent pitbulls. Well, where it's like they are bred I mean, for fighting but yet they are exceptionally loyal they have feelings and like oh my god and also just kind of seeing Boba being like, Who's my big boy?
3: Who's my big boy? Like <laughs> Who's living so, so, so good. Dream, the dream that all of us have had of getting to have their own pet rancor and scratch scratching that baby under the chin.
1: Also instant <laughs> gratification of what um oh goodness, I forgot her name. Uh uh, uh Bodyguard. Um, ming no One's character is Fennec Shaw. Yes, Fennec Shaw. What Fennec sure. Shaw was saying. Okay, sorry, Fennec Shan. Fennec Shan. Before this episode, the modern story, the um, right now storyline, was moving very, very slowly, yeah. and this episode moved so because fast because they killed off Boba the other storyline. <laughs> R- <laughs> Boba Fett went through an entire like economic why is this happening? Well, there's price gouging, okay? I will uh, please everyone and throw my weight around and give these kids a new purpose before the credits rolled. Right. (laughs) That was a side
0: quest. Like, everything about how the setup of that scene was, I'm giving you a quest! (laughs) Yep. Well, the
4: the thing is, I was like, oh, you know what, <laughs> this guy, this guy is up to no good, because mm-hmm. you know, you know he tried to, like, go to the mayor to, like, get stuff done, and everyone was like, go away, you're annoying, bye. So... I just, I did love his whole, like, I'm offended on your yeah. behalf, Boba. Right. So, like, from now on, whenever something upsets me, I'm going to be like, I'm offended on the behalf
1: of Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did this to me. Uh, um, my Lord but, like, Fett would not allow this. <laughs> right. How dare no. you
3: offend Boba You're Fett? You're right. Not- <laughs> Do you know who
1: my dino is? You're right. Not all men. Boba Fett would never. <laughs> never.
4: <laughs> Uh, I'm sensing a new Chuck, Nor- like Chuck Norris, or Bo- the most interesting man oh in the world. Oh
1: my theme. God! Had they not, or already- I mean, Kyle Katarn doesn't exist anymore. So yes, Boba Fett is now the most interesting man in the galaxy. Yeah. Right, but I feel
4: like I feel like this episode did a really good job of kind of showing how. Boba is outclassed at
1: politics. So, yeah. He absolutely oh, is yeah. outclassed at politics. Hilariously. And really good whenever he has to go to or get someone, anything outside of that. Yeah. What?
4: Well, because that's a solitary thing. It's a mm. job. You can just tick it off. It makes sense. It There's no question about it. You do your job. Politics is all about, like
0: juggling
4: over everyone you yeah. know and like mm-hmm. he also doesn't he wants to be a man of the people but the political dynamics is not allowing him to be a man of the people because of the position that he has so he has to struggle with that so i kind of get the feeling in this episode he's starting to realize he's like fine they want to fight oh we'll fight and, so
0: and and He's,
4: he's going to go riding into battle on a rancor, and I'm so excited! Oh my god,
1: on a rancor that he can leave via jetpack whenever he wants. Like, oh my god, I oh, never thought of that. Yes. Like,
0: mm. Oh, no, Mike, Mike, think about it. Boba Fett riding the rancor. He's a little person backpack on top of the rancor, and then he goes flying off in his jetpack like a which, little rocket. And which, then he shoots the little rocket out of oh his jetpack. <laughs>
1: It's beautiful, and then the <laughs> rancor is going to be like I just fired that human from my back. <laughs> I am <laughs> the, the best chosen rancor one. ever. <laughs> um, I think you're. Totally I am the right. Mandalore. <laughs> I think you're totally right, Mailing. Because thinking back, he got totally played oh um, God, by absolutely. the mayor <laughs> so when the mayor was like. Oh well, the night uh, the brothers of the night wind are not allowed to operate outside of Hut space. Also, you are being uh, your land, your district is being taken by these two huts. He is stepping in and out of a the liminal there, <laughs> super quick, like in almost the same conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
4: and also like Boba has more than just Tatooine to. Uh, reconcile with the pipes. Yeah.
1: Oh yes. Um, Rue.
4: Like I, oh, I was so mad because I was true. like Oh, okay, he just took a Bantha and he's just gonna go. They aren't gonna kill the Raiders. Nope, that's they killed them all. That's awesome. fuck that's a smoke. Okay. Mailing
1: yeah. I think what yes what the the huts are doing by leaving um uh what do you call Bobo it? Bone. Yeah, Boba alone is a microcosm to what the Pikes did between the Nikto oh, yeah. and the Tuscan Raiders. Oh, the, the, Raiders. the Pikes 100 went straight same to the play. Nikto and said, uh,
3: "said Hey, these guys are going to try and move in on your turf. You should do something about that." Like they. F- That's yeah. exactly
1: what the Huts yep. are doing. That.
4: Yeah. Well, and then the and they're going to try to like, come in and pick hey, up the pieces. Absolutely, yep. it's like whoever whoever lasts. It's like either they make a deal with, or they remove. Yeah, I think
3: that's mm-hmm. their because plan. Right I think now, they're waiting for the Pikes and yeah. Boba to destroy each other, and then they'll they'll fight the scraps and take Tatooine.
1: The yeah. politics in this series is way more subtle than I thought <laughs> it was going to be, yeah. and I'm very I'm really enjoying this. And we haven't even gotten to the dinner we saw in all the
3: the trailers where Boba sits all the crime bosses that's right. down. So
1: something's definitely I have cooking. a feeling
4: it's going to be a Titus Andronicus type scene. <laughs> so it's probably going to be more of a finale scene yeah. where it's like a lot of people
0: join us great. or die. Please
4: let me uh, if you don't join us, I'm going to kill you with a spoon.
0: Okay, I've been so. trying to play nice with you all and you've been just shitting on me <laughs> and spitting on me and so, so here's how it's going to go. You're going to do what I want or you are not leaving this room because you'll be dead.
1: <laughs> uh, do you yeah. think that he's going to like Oren Ishii wait for one person to fuck up and make a uh, example out of that person? I mean, yeah. the that's probably more in line with the,
0: with the way that Boba has been trying to do things, which is definitely a lot more compassionate overall. Like, trying not to wastefully engage in
1: violence mm-hmm. um mm. speaking yeah. of waste knowing what we now know about the price of water the water breakage oh, in, the, in the the oh, scene was horrifying I was, I was just like yes. that's so wasteful
4: yeah honestly I'm kind of surprised that like that didn't cause more of a pause or at least more calamity <laughs> You know, or like, Mm. it's kind of like whenever there's a a stagecoach chase in a Western and like the money gets flown off and you see all the like farmers like going for it. I almost would have expected like extras to kind of run in and try and like gather the water because it's essentially free now. But I think. There, there were some bits about this episode where I was like, "Okay, this is just like purely fluff and gratuitous, you yeah. know, and stuff like that." Whereas, like, I and I kind of think breaking the water might be slightly that, unless mm. it gets referenced. I later. I, I don't think
1: it will. I think they were trying very yeah. hard. They didn't spend enough. Honestly, they gave more time to the painting yeah. and like
4: yeah so that's why i think like that it looks cool and it is kind of like a oh that's their primary resource but it, i think it's akin to like the tax collector having money thrown to the side and then like you know farmers come and get it sort of thing so it's like releasing the water that's being held
1: yeah or but seeing I, I don't, like an oil um, yeah. a tank car explode in an action movie, like we yeah. know that that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah,
4: exactly. But it's just like it's more like it looks.
3: Cool. The one thing I, I yeah. wanted to say about that that chase scene is that I think they filmed the whole chase scene on the volume. Like they filmed everything else on Mandalorian and Boba Fett. And I think it sure kind of suffered for it a little bit. Um, yeah. I think did not look it, it just, it real. just didn't look as real. Like there was stuff. There was some stuff like um, when the girl went over a jump that I could clearly see, like the video the that the CG, jump was the digital. cg editor like taking the thing and picking it up and putting it down the movement didn't look right and there was like a lot of stuff yeah. that looked like an is, old, you know an old james bond movie where they do the rear projection uh, on the windows of the car and just nothing looked quite right yeah. it felt a little bit like that a lot of the time
4: which is kind of funny because robert rodriguez directed this and he's like Bomb at green screen stuff like, yeah.
1: he did do those uh, moving car scenes in Sin City but those, but those also had way less outside those had a
3: ton of style but, too and those looked fake yeah. and were supposed to Like it was supposed yeah. to look like a yeah. comic book oh, coming to
1: yeah. life So, I yeah. will say one thing I liked about the action in this episode is because of the fast face it was extremely comic book like yeah. Mm, yeah, Like you really got a flavor very quickly from the fight scene. Oh, Black Koransan is a gladiator, fighting groups of people, not a problem for him. He's just going to move this battle until he gets to the door and be gone. Oh, but uh Fennec. Oh well. What <laughs> I love <laughs> a, a <laughs>
3: one thing I love about Black Chrysantan is that uh, I only know I've only said his name right. Uh, every time this episode because I have been practicing because I wanted to make sure I got it. Mm-hmm. But over the last two episodes, we have all said his name differently every single time we've said it because it's a fucking Wookiee name Wars. and we have no idea that <laughs> <And> it's great.
1: <laughs> um, Black Brian Cranston. Did I, yes, did I do it? it? Brian Cranston, that's yeah, it. Yeah, Brian Cranston. Okay, yeah.
4: um, I really...
1: Okay. Brian, Brian on the bandstand. <laughs>
4: Oh, no. No. Um, I really liked uh, one little detail at the beginning Mm. of the episode where uh, Boba comes into Moss Eisley on the Bantha, and then it kind of, like, zooms down, and you see the mechanic from the Mandalorian walk with her droids. I was like, that's so cool, because I wonder if that's supposed to be, like, when Mando, like, comes in.
3: I don't think so, because Boba... I don't think Boba had been well actually I don't know how long after Return of the Jedi Mandalorian is.
1: Is it is it like yeah, seven years he... after about I think it's five years, it's right after the war, I think. Maybe because six.
4: In in Mando he um he's wearing the Tusken raider outfit. Yeah,
3: when we see him, that's true. So he
4: But at the same time he also had Shaw. Sha or or Shane Well or Fenne- Fennec, Fennec or he picked up
3: right after is. she died in the Mandalorian. You literally in the Mandalorian can see him
1: Walking up to her and uh, uh, yeah. getting her after she's supposedly. Dead. So we yeah. will, pr- we will probably see some of that at the very end in flashbacks if they go at the pace they've been going at. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm guessing very that the exciting. ending yes. of the series will coincide with the beginning of the series connection with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, which, I, I like this pattern. I'm very sad to see the Tuscan Raiders yeah. go out like felt, that. I
3: I, knew, I mean, I
1: knew that's where they were it, going. It seemed cheap.
3: Yeah, I, I knew that's where they were going, but I was really hoping they wouldn't go there. And I was kind of sad
1: that they didn't. Yeah. Did. Yeah. I think it might be easy in that the Tuscan Raiders are all, like, masked and, like, it's not, like... People are making face recognition with these characters. Yeah, no, um, maybe not. I, I, but I, I when
0: Boba cried, was putting the yeah, when Boba was putting the sticks on the pile, and he pulled out the kids and got yeah. to that. Th- yeah. yes. Yes. you remember. never saw the kid's body. Oh. You never saw the kid put on the pile, but you know, you know, because he's doing that,
1: that that kid died.
0: so. <laughs> yeah.
4: no, no, no. Ugly cried. Yeah. Ugly cried. Oh, he tried his yeah.
1: best to help them. And he only got them embroiled in a war that he did not see coming. Like, yeah. This, yeah. we might be starting to see why he is the way he is in the main storyline. Well, he's the. Yeah. But this takes place after the main storyline.
0: No. Uh, the flashbacks are before.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Yes.
0: Sorry. Yeah, in the, no, main the story flashbacks of the are I thought
1: you meant the main storyline of Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 yeah. no. I mean, like, the main storyline of Boba Fett. Like,. We're kind of seeing him go from Boba Fett, the badass uh bounty hunter that other people, you know, will never emotionally touch, to Boba Fett, a man who is connected with his father's legacy by actually having to struggle to get that armor back. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, I think also too is that we're seeing like two sides of the Mandalorian coin, you know, where we True. have like Mando, who's basically, like, orthodox Mandalorian. I mean, like... He, <laughs> so much. You know he You're wanted em- to... You know he wanted to just settle down in that village with that lady, but even she could not convince him to take off his mask. Even though at the end, when he thought he was dying, he did it. Whatever. Sorry. Spoilers. And then we're seeing, like, Boba Fett, who... Is almost like a fringe Mandalorian because I don't oh, know he is, if he yeah. ever actually grew up at all or spent any time on Mandalore he did because not. by the time he
3: no. he
1: that's-
4: grew up, Mandalore had fallen, right? Uh,
3: yeah, and that's, yeah, that's No, not quite, but... but
1: his dad's originally from New Dawn, which is a Mandalorian, old Mandalorian um, colony. Um, so you're right; they are very fringe. And he grew like, up on uh, Camino. Yeah, and but um, also he, like
4: Django didn't exactly seem like super
3: man, into Mandalorian, super old
4: school. Mando, well, I
3: mean, you when know? um what's her name, uh, Katie Sackhoff Sabine. meets him in oh. uh, the Mandalorian, the first thing she says is, you know, you're not a uh, you're not a real Mandalorian. Uh,
1: so yeah. you know. <laughs> It's like like there even yeah. she who's like, well, we don't always have to wear our helmets, that's what Death Watch does, yeah. would look at Boba Fett and say, fuck you and your father. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's kind of the three
0: degrees of separation. You've got people who are Mandalorians because they're from Mandalore, you've got people who are Mandalorians because they're part of the cult of Mandalore, yep. and then you've got Boba
1: Fett. Who's <laughs> What who's happens dead? like when your people like um, invade other people's generations ago then get fought back by the Jedi and you have all these settlers still living there yeah basically
4: yeah. but yeah really enjoyed this episode um, I'm very excited I am here for more Rancor yes. um, stuff and Danny What's Trejo the
1: talking
3: I about Sorry.
4: the emotional side of a Rancor <laughs> Which is just so great. And one thing I mentioned to Mike, it's what's really cool about this episode is that we are seeing a lot of unexpected sides of things that we have traditionally seen as evil or rough or uncultured or, or anything even like just that. So one like, dimensional.
1: Yeah. like Yeah. Um, so street it's, kids it's, in Star Wars all kind of look like a young Han Solo and now we're being shown cyberpunks. Like things are getting dimensional. Yeah.
4: yeah, well and it's like Boba for a while was just a helmet rancors mm-hmm. were just these crazy monsters kept in pits you know to fight yeah. the tuscan raiders were these crazy sand people who no one knew anything about but they had such a deep culture and
1: mm-hmm. and stuff so
4: i'm i'm really excited that they're going this route with this show kind of showing us different parts of the star
1: wars yeah universe, so Mm. I super agree One of the things I'm really getting from it Is that rich, like, this is a universe That keeps moving when the main story Is done feeling Yeah yeah, Um, Cool Um, So we We've been going for 40 minutes We (laughs) could uh, talk about what we've been doing this week This week is uh, Watching The Seven Which is incredible, but I'm not done with it yet So I can't really talk about it Oh my god I, I love
4: The vibe of that show.
1: Speaking which of ties
3: vibes, directly into the vibe of this week's game changer, which is so
1: oh, good. that was emotionally hard. Yeah, I don't, it? I don't like hearing people indicate social rejection or positivity through like laugh and booing. And I didn't know that until oh. I watched that episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird I, that it
3: didn't affect me. I was, so we're talking about the, new, the latest Game Changer episode. Y'all should watch it if you could. Uh, good, but it's good. It's very good. It's oh, literally smashing the patriarchy. Uh, it, it's literally what it is. Because uh, they're destroying a 50s housewife set and, like, the
1: tropes of that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I can it, see how that would be a It's a real, like, hot-cold game, but the hot and the cold is audience reaction from a laugh yeah. track. Thankfully, the... Um, uh, the
3: contestants uh, er, the, the contestants, yeah, Erica and um,
4: Becca, Becca and, and
3: Izzy. Izzy, Izzy, thank you uh, are just absolute agents of chaos uh, in <laughs> yeah. the
1: best possible way I have to yeah. say Izzy might be the most sh- Izzy looking person I have ever <laughs> seen <laughs> 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 I, I that name doesn't surprise me and I'm mostly uh, thinking of her as ostentatious <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. I'm kind of uh, like, so she's engaged to Brennan, or they might be married now. I'm not quite no, sure. No, I think they're
1: still engaged, but I don't know. And I'm like, Izzy and Brennan? Uh-huh. Yes. yes. That's OMGs. why their fake Italian arguments sound so real. Yes, because
0: <laughs> they've done that at home.
1: With well, they it. start doing this thing where they're like, why are you yelling? I'm not yelling. I love you. And I'm like, this is just like being at my grandmother's house. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, like, for them, I'm like, I wonder if either their fights are, like, really, really intense, or you know that you're in deep shit when the other person is silent.
3: No, oh. I think it's absolutely <clears throat> silent. I think it's... Com- I, I don't know why we're, I'm speculating another person's uh, personal life, but uh, but I think it's completely and utterly silent. And I think... Uh, or well, very quiet, and it involves very pointed, extremely
1: rational arguments.
2: Yeah. I, I have to I say,
1: one of say the that. nice things about dating when you have like two people with high emotional intelligences is that you end up having a lot of statements that are mm. just referential to the statement you would say, but you know you can't just say that thing. <laughs> yep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, On a completely unrelated note, uh, The Seven on Dimension 20 is like, that was the first uh, Dimension 20 show that I actually watched. It's wonderful. I definitely also recommend it. And Jairus, if you have not been watching the adventuring parties per episode... I would definitely recommend it because those are also a lot
1: of fun.
4: Oh, we I did should... watch the Adventuring Parties. Maybe we need no. to do
0: that. Oh, they're game. super fun. They're super fun.
1: I should check those out. I'm really loving how beautifully human and beautifully queer the characterization moments oh, God, are. Oh, yes. um, Yeah. Uh,
0: also if you if you don't watch the adventuring party episodes stanley gucci will come out of nowhere and have no context <laughs> mm, oh just, i just assumed mm-hmm. it was
1: hilarious mm, yeah i laughed, not understanding like i do with a lot of things
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's most that's most of my life i laugh but i laugh without understanding
1: it's like, like ha, 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 that what? meme that you shared, Mike, where it's like the opposite of um, imposter syndrome, where you pretend no, no, to, gaslighting. Oh, yeah, you it's... pretend to know what the other person's mm-hmm. talking about so they don't question whether or not I, you. Yeah,
3: I got called on that once in high school because I was just laughing along with the group, and suddenly this girl I didn't know looked at me and was like, "Why are you laughing? You weren't there." And I was just like, I'll go crawl into a hole forever now. (gasps) You're so mean.
1: I was in a similar situation when I was like 11, where I came out of the bathroom after like doing uh, an acting thing. A lot of cocaine. (laughs) Yes, at 11. (laughs) Um, I didn't do cocaine until I was 16. Anyway, uh, (laughs) no. and people were laughing and talking about things and I was nodding along and I didn't know. And my dad came to pick me up and my dad was like, why were you agreeing with those people? And I was like, I don't know if I was agreeing as much as just hanging out. And he's like, they were bad-mouthing your friends. And I'm like, they they were? I didn't pick up on that. I I, I just got here. I, I was using the bathroom. I, and it gave me this incredible sense of like... I can't just flat agree with people when mm. I don't know what's going on, even though, and I still do it. Like you know, yeah. it's not right. That's there? what? Right, Jerry? I don't know. <laughs>
0: is it? That's, that's that's one of those things. Like, Did I just do good? Kind of Good job. Yes. Question authority. Yeah. Um, just kind of nodding along is a social survival strategy because it's it's one of the surefire ways of making sure you don't make waves is just to smile and nod Mm -hmm. unfortunately when you just smile and nod sometimes people take that as permission to do things that they shouldn't have been given permission to continue doing
1: on that note um the other thing (laughs) i've been doing this week is not so fun but we uh, should definitely talk about it. Yeah. Yes. Um, it involves
0: raging against the machine.
1: I For the past few years, I have uh, been following, I wouldn't say I'm in any way involved, but following the passage of California Senate Bill 201. Uh, what California Senate Bill 201 does is restrict the use of gender assignment surgeries on intersex children like me. Um, before they are old enough to consent and understand what's happening to them. Um, that bill stalled in committee. Um, I, I didn't like him when he was a um, city councilman because he tried to take away all the nudity, but Senator Weiner, <laughs> accurately named, um, did a very good job putting this bill forward, and I really feel like he's been trying to work on this but he couldn't get the other people in the committee to even vote on it. And a big part of that is the California Medical Association lobbied very hard. And um, it's very frustrating because this week he had to withdraw the bill. Um, because he doesn't see a way of getting that sort of legislation to move forward with any votes. And so it's, fuck the California Medical Society is what yeah, I mean? It, it's just been soul-crushing. I, 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 like, I... I can never undo what happened to me, but I just want to stop other people from going through it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like, it. I, and I don't care what kids decide, and maybe they want to go through with it. I don't know what's right for everyone, but I just know that. Um, Jarris, just in case folks are
3: sure. new to what this all means, could you talk about it a little bit? Is that okay?
1: Yeah. Um, so. Intersex is when one of the four indicators of sex that doctors use to determine whether a baby or a person going through puberty is a man or a woman. And those four indicators, um, your chromosomes, gonads, uh, hormones, and genitalia, can not only disagree with each other, but they can be singularly ambiguous, such as when uh, you have uh, mixed hormones or Genetically, you might be XXY or XO. um, Or have a single X chromosome, as can sometimes happen. Um, There are many different ways in which a person can be intersex, but generally, um, since the 1950s, the procedure has been to hide that shit like it's not real and write that change surgically and medically on the child's body so that they conform to the parents choice or if possible don't tell the parents it ever happened if very small stuff needs to be done and just say yeah. oh yeah they're a boy but we just had to descend the testes or whatever R-
0: regardless um, that decision is predicated on medical personnel deciding that there is a right way and a wrong way to have a body yes. and the people who are subjected to the consequences of that decision have no say in it, and most of the time are not even old enough to understand it.
1: What they, In fact,
3: most of the time are babies, like literal, just come out of their mother, babies.
1: Yes. Um, it, well, there hasn't been a lot of research, but research is showing that intersex people to, who undergo this are more likely to be depressed and suicidal and to suffer other mental illness effects. But in general, I I can tell you from myself and from other intersex people I've talked to in support groups um, and activists, it almost universally teaches you that your body is not acceptable, that you are not acceptable, and if you are non-binary, that who you are is not acceptable. And uh, that's kind of what I learned, and it took me a while to learn to love myself despite that.
3: Which I'm still very angry about, just in general, as your friend. I know that, you
0: know, I'm not trying to make this about me. I just rage. No, I get that. Rage. So, uh, I hope from all of these details, uh, you're taking away that the process that continues to this day, this is still happening. It's normal now, yes. Yeah. Is fundamentally dehumanizing and it really Um, really negatively affects the well-being and quality of life of people who are put through it.
1: Yes, the UN um, Human Rights Commission rates this specific procedure as torture. Um, Mm -hmm. It's horrifying and um, I think people are resisting it because they don't like hearing that they've hurt people. They don't like hearing that they thought they assumed a power or an agency that they don't have to determine someone's gender identity, and because I think people very much need to think that there are only men and women. And people like me are, I mean, it's like mutants and X-Men were proof that people are very diverse and can be many different things. Um, and because of this, i'm I you know me. I love characters who, aren't human but are accepted as human by other people because I like modeling that acceptance it teaches me how to bring that into myself I love robot Frankenstein characters, people who suffer medical abuse who are in ways created and in that way I could never say that I'm unhappy with who I am but still would not wish this on anyone Yeah, you, all,
4: all you
3: want, want to save people from the trauma you experienced without yeah. wanting to give up who
1: you are as a person because of that trauma. Right, and so I'm, I've been trying to publish writings that addresses this and makes an argument for the ending of these procedures, but um, I really appreciate you giving me time to talk about this here because this is an extremely frustrating time. This seemed to be the only way these procedures would be legally talked about or, or just worked on in any sort of political way in the next few years and now it looks like that isn't even happening so. so if you're
3: somebody who just listened to this either heard about it for the first time or realized it was something you could take action on for the first time uh Jairus has been fighting very hard for this um behind the scenes i'm not talking about a lot about it on the podcast uh earlier they said they didn't think they really did anything i think that's an absolute lie um but uh if it's something you care about call your congressperson write your congressperson uh tell them that this is something you want changed because the more people who speak up the more likely it is that we can stop this
1: happening to kids if if someone comes forward to you and and describes something happening to them as a kid just listen you know let people know that you accept them as they are and not what you might think them to be Um, It can be hard for people to realize they're intersex. A lot of people um, don't, like, identify as a binary gender who are also intersex. Mostly we are not trans. I am just an unusual person who is both. Um, And I think we can let people know. And I think it's entirely possible for us to change people's attitudes towards normalcy and having to... um, to enforce normalcy, um, mm-hmm. and that's what I'd like to see. I, if normal were a, a antagonist, I would fight it, but I can't. <laughs> so, this is what I do. And thank you. I am trying. And thank just, you for sharing we that. We appreciate you
4: bringing awareness.
1: Yes, normalcy
0: is the rival, the anime rival who (laughs) you love and hate and who seems to just hate you. Mm -hmm. Who you fight as hard as you fucking can until it finally admits that it it actually does respect you for having beaten it down and finally made it listen.
3: Well, the thing about normalcy that I've discovered is that there isn't Really, no normalcy. Not. Like the people, Illusion. you know what the problem thing I struggled with my whole life before I realized I just had ADHD is that I just thought I was, you know, different and broken, uh, and you know I'm just normal. I'm just a different kind of normal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and cute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I second that. Um, <laughs> Back off, <on>, PJ. <he's> <laughs> was
3: talking earlier about their sexual attraction to uh, people no, who are good no, dads. Not, so got
1: very no, worried. no, let's not. No, no, let's not get any more attention on this. <laughs> it's
2: all good. It's all good.
1: I think my friends are great for totally platonic reasons. Uh, <laughs> I think you're hot too, buddy. Um much like all burdens ads. like that cop who is very hot sorry <laughs> <laughs> he's bald like my dad what the fuck cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> anyway so um, you
3: fucked your dad shut no, up no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: uh, we, we established there's a lot of platonic shit going on here in cyberpunk there's a lot yeah. of freudian nip slips going on in every direction um <laughs> nip nip there's one <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh. I am uh, a big supporter of the parable of the chorus, which is that chorus's work because individuals can take breaths and allow others to sing. It is the same in social justice. Um, So that's what's been going on in my week. Why don't we just take a breath, talk about (gasps) stuff. That's more fun. <sighs>
3: I feel like I shouldn't get a turn because we spent the first 15 minutes of this podcast on literally everything that's been going on in my week. I, I have been devoured entirely by cyberpunk. No, you shouldn't apologize. Uh, I have I have been devoured entirely 100% by cyberpunk. Uh, I, I, can my life. I can Almost confirm.
1: Almost like a program has been installed within you and is overriding yeah, your is consciousness. It's slowly
3: overriding my personality. Mm, uh, interesting. And Harris
1: wants to sleep with that program. Shut uh, up!
3: Why are we- <laughs> <laughs> Charis, Only talk is that I want to, to kill with my Consent.
1: No, 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 no. no wants me. to sleep with Keanu Reeves. Keanu me. Reeves, Keanu Reeves, it's Keanu <laughs> Reeves. Oh, oh,
4: okay, okay, okay. I was I like, would I'm sorry, Jarvis, but this
1: is I would never defile the sanctity of your marriage. <laughs> it's okay, Mei-Ling.
0: There's a little piece of Keanu Reeves slowly overriding the consciousness of everyone,
1: <laughs> and it's breathtaking. And that little—no, uh, you're <laughs> breathtaking. Uh,
3: and, that, and that little piece is—is um, uh, is him trying to do any monologue and much ado about nothing. Poor sweet (sighs) Galleries.
2: His freaking
1: girlfriend just died. Come on. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to defend him anymore. Certainly you can't
3: defend Johnny Silverhand. That guy sucks. He sucks balls. He's right
1: about capitalism, though. Um, Yes, that's true. Mei (laughs) Ling, how was your week?
4: My week? was good um so i had started a christmas project for my daughter but um i didn't finish it for christmas because ain't no one got time during finals and the holidays but i did finish the last row of my 8-bit pixel art princess peach quilt that i made for her Awesome. so um Yeah, it turned out so good. For once, it was kind of like I conceived it in my brain, and I went, Pixels, I can make squares and sew them together to make a quilt. Yes, this will be good. Yes. (laughs) Mm. Um, So, like, we had also just cleared out our garage. So I actually had a sewing space, which was really nice, except it's been so cold, so I've been like in gloves and like a jacket like sewing at my machine being like i need to finish this i need to make quota so the master isn't angry
3: we uh i say cool. we um we put a space
1: theater out there people we're not we're not yeah actually yeah trying yeah, to kill yeah him. We,
4: we did don't don't worry it wasn't like mike was like
1: you must finish. <laughs> But, uh, not to speak too much for our audience, but I'm sure there are other knitters out there who would like to know a li- little bit more about technique. Tell us some technical details here. What you up to? Uh,
4: so well, it was a, a quilt, quilt, not a knitting project. Not, not a knitting just to be project. Be clear, but ah! but it, it's okay. okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so I'm just doing uh, basic squares, and mm. uh, I did row by row, and um, it was actually really kind of fun because um I had the little 8-bit picture next to me and so then you had to like match the ones and I always oh my god when I got near the end I kept having to buy more fabric because I did bad math I know the math teacher did bad math but apparently I can't count fucking squares um. So I. Well, can't, yeah, they're fucking.
0: Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard. They they're they're just together. on top of each other. That does you know, not like, sound appropriate for a child. You look away for bad. five minutes, and suddenly there are more of them. How
3: else I, do you I think will,
4: kids I get like into say, this world?
3: I would like to say this podcast the theme for this podcast seems to be tonight um my my best friends selling themselves short so let me re-describe what mailing did for you Aww. she took a pixel image of princess peach from the very first uh, mario game so uh, but like a little bit more modern design that was yeah be, anyway, I, it doesn't matter um and, it's kind of uh, closer
4: to paper mario but like super pixelated
3: but translated each story pixel in that piece of pixel art into a one inch square of fabric and then sewed the whole thing together as a giant quilt so that it is about, I would say, six feet tall. And from a distance it looks like an 8-bit picture of Princess Peach, but it is made up of uh, all of these beautiful, beautiful uh, like squares and is a blanket that our daughter absolutely loves, and we'll try to The her best, now the that's best was cool. when I
4: showed when I showed the fusion the the quilt. She got very excited, and then she was like, oh, "Peach blanket, Peach needs to use the potty," because like, <laughs> we're potty training right now, so. Everything's about the potty, but, like, she changed Blanket Peach's diaper, she uh, tucked Blanket Peach into her bed with her blanket, gave her a stuffy, uh, made breakfast for Blanket Peach, then wanted to watch YouTube with Blanket Peach, so, like, they were kind of, like, snuggling, like, oh my god, like, guys, it was the cutest thing. And I was like, yeah, I think she likes it. I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. I can't really it's tell. It's really
0: hard to tell. <laughs> Phenom- so, Phenomenal success.
4: Yeah, so honestly, like, um, the things I've made for the Fusion, I've really enjoyed because of just her pure joy of doing it. And also, like, it's, it's just nice to have a project. So, I gotta finish it off by putting a backing on it, but like, it looks really cool so that's what i've been doing but
3: mm-hmm. and awesome. Awesome.
4: oh uh, and reading us uh, sc- rereading um the skyward series by brandon sanderson spensa is extra and i love her and uh yeah she's just spicy mm-hmm. so love her
0: And speaking of reading, I have been reading, um, the Scythe series by Neil Shusterman. Um, I received all three books of the trilogy for Christmas. Um, basically, uh, in a world where humanity has conquered death, some people still need to be kept around in order to make sure that there's not too many people. <laughs> so death is still a thing, conditionally.
1: <laughs> um, this uh, is getting a little you- close to Pop Squad and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> or Repo the Genetic Opera. <laughs> it's, it's
0: a really it's a really weird uh, post-cyberpunk future where basically the, the basic premise is that uh, humanity finally figured everything out And all of that stuff that they figured out manifested into a machine consciousness called the Thunderhead that self-actualized from the cloud. Uh, And it now takes care of all human needs and nobody dies anymore and people can just uh, reset their age down into their late teens whenever they feel like it. Um, Why? uh, Because people want to go through the drama well yeah and also be young and hot and oh, but after puberty so not like, after puberty oh, okay
4: okay yeah because i was yeah. like oh god no never
0: well yeah they do comment on that somebody's like oh we've been working on this technology so you can set yourself back into your teens and the very first person told that is like but why would you want to <laughs> it's awful
4: <laughs> that was an awful time <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yeah. Um, so so, yeah, all of that stuff is a thing and exists, but also it was decided around the same time that this machine consciousness came into being that there needed to be people out there whose job it was to remind all of the immortal humanity the importance of life. Because otherwise, they get stale. Like, their lives become stale which kind of makes
4: sense because that's like the classic vampirism question Mm, it's like I can make you immortal and it's like yeah this is bomb and then like 300 years later it's like look I have literally gone through everything on Netflix (laughs)
1: like I have had every sexuality and mastered every profession I'm done (laughs) I've tried (laughs) all the genders all of them all of
0: them well yeah but that was probably like the first run of humans uh, (laughs) who used to have to deal with mortality and then became immortal we're several generations past them at this point so people are kind of like I have all the time in the world to do whatever why would I rush anything so do people still have like
4: children?
0: yes
3: how does they The, the normal way um no 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 what I mean by that is how are they is the world not just coruscant oh, no, right. but in people instead of buildings
0: uh, it kind of is. So basically the Thunderhead figured ah. out how how do I take care of scarcity and make it so that there can be tons and tons of people. Okay, well, we'll just make it so that people can live under the Earth's crust and under the oceans because there's a huge amount of space under there. So uh, basically humanity has... It, there's a huge number of humans alive at this point, but there's also people whose express job it is... To go out and kill people, partially to manage population growth, and partially so that humanity does not take immortal life for granted.
1: Oh, so it is like Pop Squad, and now I'm upset. Okay, so is Pop Squad? What is Pop Squad? Because I keep going to Repo, and you keep going to Pop Squad. Pop Squad is the um, is a short story that became an animated thing on Love, Death, and Robots that I warned you not to watch. Because ah. the entire thing is infanticide. Oh, Great. Yeah. I'm
3: glad. Thank you for warning me not Thank to watch you. that. Okay,
1: yeah. so this is not that. Okay. Good. No, they, it sounds like they're only killing adults, which is slightly better. Yeah, generally
0: speaking, they're only killing adults. And if you glean somebody, which is what they call it. Ew. Uh, Ew. they the immediate family of anybody that you kill gets immunity from being gleaned for a full year so they don't have to worry about oh
1: a year
0: yes that's i do not like this setting yeah so and and basically most the basic uh conflict in the setting is that there are good scythes who are like uh we go out and we do this because we have to do it but the fundamental disqualification for being a scythe is enjoying the work if you like killing people you should not be a scythe because this this is a sacred charge that sucks and if you don't cry yourself to sleep regularly because you have to do this mm. and yet on the other side of that there are people who have become scythes who are like i'm gonna murder an entire flight's worth of people. I'm going to go to a place where spaceflight is being developed and kill every single engineer there. I'm going to go to one of the last remaining places where a faith is practiced and kill every single person inside. Why? This is a problem! <laughs> because they like killing people.
4: So and so nobody new. can stop them. So is the protagonist,
3: I like I assume, setting
4: either?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, a in, good site? They're, yes. There okay. are two good sides, and one of them. Oh, two. Um, I'm so yes. <laughs> yes. One boy and one girl. Oh, no. Are they in love? <laughs> um. Uh. It's complicated. No spoilers. Oh, also, God. the boy's name is Rowan.
4: Oh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that's gotta feel weird. So
0: you're enjoying the book, huh? <laughs> well. I will say this. The character named Rowan is actually an interesting character, and he, like, his one big gun that he has. No, he has two big guns. One is emotional intelligence. You know
3: what we mean, ladies?
0: <laughs> one is emotional intelligence, and the other is abiding by his compassion no matter what that means consequently.
3: Oh, so he's an, an anime hero.
0: Sort of. <laughs> sort of. okay but he's he is the b protagonist the a protagonist is the girl who Uh actually gets to have way more influence on the plot but yes there are good sides trying to do something about the stuff that the bad sides are doing and so you get to follow their adventures and root on the good people and be like yes something bad happened to the bad people and i just finished the second book and wow these books take hard left turns sometimes, and there's one more left, and uh, that's all I'm going to say about them. If you have a strong tolerance for death themes, check out Scythe. Considering I had to give up on
3: um, a comedy book about the Grim Reapers once, I don't think I'll be good uh, about any of this. I was going to say, that that
1: book inspired a role-playing game that I am working on that sounds... A little close to what you're talking about, enough that I'm now thinking about the game and wondering if maybe I need to rework my themes.
4: <laughs> mm. Yeah, considering that the first book in the High Republic, I was like, mm, I can't get, I can't get attached to anyone, anyone. Um, oh, I, I don't think I mentioned that I finished the Dragonblood Omnibus that I was Ooh, working yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I thought I thought because it was an omnibus that that was it. No, there's like ten books in the series, and I will not be reading them. Because, <laughs> um, like, I this is the third your book. formal
1: breakup with these <laughs> yeah. books. I'm
4: like, you know, it was fun, but it's me. It's not you. I'm sure you will make someone so happy, um, but like again thank you for not having any love triangles and a potential maybe polycule i feel that like polyamory sort of vibe going on but you're not probably gonna do it because yeah and also your uh, your innuendo language was a uh, very innuendo like constantly mentioning shafts and digging deeper and like
1: oh really yeah
4: like all the language was just so sexually charged like throughout the entire book even when they're talking not talking about that type of stuff but yeah so it was fun when are you not
3: talking about that kind of stuff really
4: true but yeah no not true um, (laughs) that
3: was a ridiculous statement (laughs) please don't say that's true
1: Please don't agree with me. And then Sorry, I, I plowed
0: their I, I furrow and threw my I... corn in their face. Okay,
1: now you're just quoting the song to Inanna from Ancient Sumerian texts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ancient I thought,
1: Sumerian Dicks? It,
0: it, it could have right. been the Anki one. Is like, and then I fucked the ground, and then I fucked the ground, there and is then a... I fucked
1: the ground and came a river. <laughs> Called the Euphrates and the Tigris. <laughs> the Euphrates like, is a semen? <laughs> One of the, the word in Sumerian that means water that isn't sterile, water that gives life, is the same word for semen, and it made the Victorians extremely confused and upset. But I mean, it makes sense, though,
4: because it's a very fertile, like, area, and like, it it makes sense, Uh uh but to quote the Book of Mormon, it's a metaphor. Right,
1: right, (laughs) it was a metaphor there's a really good line right after he fucks the ground. The way he says I'm done with this is by heaven's breath I observe you, which is a quoted magical line in a lot of spells which tells me that a lot of Sumerian magicians looked at that myth and was like, I'm going to make so much magic out of this.
0: <laughs> oh, God. You remember, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just verbally invoke that one time that Enki pumped and dumped. <laughs>
1: after having sex with someone it is not polite to say by the force I abjure you (laughs) and yet Jairus has done it four times I said prepare for impact and I was (laughs) quoting the 1984 Transformers animated film (laughs) and that was once it was very hot (laughs) God. <laughs> now I'm now I'm trying to figure out how do you how do you make stay on target? You're too
0: close. Stay on target.
1: I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, you, uh, I, yeah, you know okay. how you make that work. I just you, you know yeah. you need to go into those Yeah, videos. we've all been online in the 1990s. We know how this joke goes. <laughs> I put on my robe and wizard hat. Yes. Okay. Mike, how can they contact us? Uh, well, if
3: you want to find out more about the Ace of Geeks, you can visit us at <laughs> aceofgeeks.net. Uh, this has been a weird episode, y'all, but that's okay. <laughs> um, we started talking about sex, and we ended up talking about sex. But anyway, you can find us on aceofgeeks.net, um, and uh, you can find us on Twitter at Ace of Geeks. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash aceofgeeks. Um, and... Uh, please, folks, send us an email telling us tell us tell us how you're doing. We just want to hear from you. We just want to know you exist. We know you do because we see the stats you're listening to our episodes, but we want to know you. How's so you your email, heart? Yeah, yeah. How's your heart? This is definitely a Bible study
1: class. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> So if they want to email us, uh Jaris, how do they do that? A-C-E-O-F-G-E-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's
3: Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. Uh my name's Mike Fadom. Uh you can find me on Twitter at VengeanceGod, you can find me on Instagram at Broken Infinity Films, and you can find me on TikTok at VengeanceGod3. Also, please check out LeagueofSwords.com. Uh, our new fight is finally, finally. Unless something explodes, I'm knock on wood right now. Filming on the twenty third, uh, so look for that in a couple of weeks. Um, you did check it, the weather report, right? You,
0: the weather report doesn't go out that far, unfortunately. On the twenty third of this month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It will tomorrow because they usually do ten days out. But okay, so I will check yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, That's we're all like. <laughs> um, but yeah, please
3: check it out. It's my, it's my dream project. I love it so very much. Um, and I'm hoping that you all will too. Um, anyway, uh, that's me. Who wants to go next?
4: Uh, hi, I'm Mei Ling. You can find me on TikTok at mlkitty1875 um, and also on Goodreads. I will be posting my very short review of the Dragon Blood omnibus soon. Um so yeah, and uh connect with me there and I'd love to know what sort of books I should be reading.
0: Rowan, Hello go. <laughs> Hello, my name is Rowan. Um uh I am a person who makes music sometimes as a hobby. Uh, You can listen to some of it in a SoundCloud link that should be in the description of this episode, as it has been in just about every episode since I created the link. Um, Also, I have decided that around, uh, let's say, mid-March, I will finally post a new SoundCloud link with the music that I've made uh, since that one went up. Uh, I'm... I've got about eight songs that are done right now. I'd like to squeeze at least a couple more Uh, out of myself somehow uh, and into a playlist before I I post those online Uh, but if you like what you hear in the SoundCloud link and you're interested in telling me to make more music using money uh, you can go to coffee.com that's K-O-F-I dot com slash that's S-A-L-E-I-B-R-I-E-L it's a little online tip jar, throw about three bucks in there uh, and you will earn my undying gratitude
1: Jairus, go! My name is Jairus Margopoulos. You can find some of my writings on magic and spirituality at firstchurchofthemorningstar.com. Um, mine is no longer the first uh, entry in the blogs, but pretty soon, probably no more than a week or two from when this uh, goes live, I'm going to be putting out a treatise that I finished um, on intersex and non-binary faith, um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But I might preempt that by writing something about all the stuff we talked about today. Um, who knows? Hey. And that's me.
0: Yay! Yay. Yay.
1: And that's everybody. Uh,
3: so we will end <laughs> this episode uh, the way that we always have and always will until the day that you know Burn and Wood come to Dunstanay. I don't know. This uh... mm. <laughs> Hello, Hello, everybody, <laughs>
0: Stop playing for me! Someone else is going
3: to have to do yes. it!
2: <laughs>
0: I might leave that in. <laughs> I'm being um, scolded by my wife for awakening the cat. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was an Ace of Geeks podcast. Hello and welcome. Welcome.
4: 18 plus.